Welcome to the Blue Bloods Podcast. A college game time production. Quarterback draw. He's got a running room. And a first down. Watch out. He's got getaway speed. Touchdown. That game on last night had me sweating. I couldn't believe it. It was college game time. A couple of Blue Bloods out competing. College game day Saturdays. Big time players making plays. All I really need is another weekend full of back to back games. Just me and my friends, man. I love college. College football. I love March Madness. Man, I love college. Episode 48. Yes, Live sir. and direct. Blue Blood. Here we are. Uh, it's our special Bowl Mania episode. We did, uh, it's our second annual Bowl yep. Mania episode. Um, before we get to that, man, um, I mean, I, I hate, hate, to, you know, to even have to like talk about this. Not that we have to talk about it, but Mike Leach, man, that the, the, the news of Mike Leach passing, uh, that one hurts, man. Yeah. Like for real. Uh, you know, just thinking about not just his impact on the game and the, the lives that he was able to impact, um, but he was one of those coaches that you kind of, like if you're a college football fan, you kind of felt like you knew. You know yep. what I mean? Um, and I just, you know, if you if you haven't been following the story, he was obviously careflighted, rushed to uh, emergency room, I think in Jackson, Mississippi, and Things started looking very grim starting Sunday night, I believe. Right. Yeah. And and people, you know, there's a lot of outpouring of support, prayers, things of that nature on social media you saw. And then somewhere last night, I think it was actually Bill Snyder, the longtime K-State. Kansas State coach, like put a tweet out there, you know, like a rest in peace tweet towards mm. Leach. And so everyone was like, what? And then, and then there was a report. It's like, no, 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 he's still alive. Um, and then, of course, this morning the official news broke, and something. You know, I, I think it sounded like sounded like he battled pneumonia all year. Mm-hmm. And I guess when you're battling pneumonia, according to a buddy of mine, we were talking about this because he's kind of in a similar situation. When you battle pneumonia for an extended period, it forces your heart to overcompensate. Mm. And I think that that may have been. Look, I'm not a doctor. I don't have the facts specifically on Coach Leach. Um, but it sounds like that might have been what kind of led to to this unfortunate event. But yeah. Anyways, um I will say this on a brighter note, just to kind of reliving. Obviously, everyone remembers Mike Leach for his interviews and his personalities. <laughs> and it just got me thinking, I'm so glad for him that he got that that tenure at Washington State. Yeah, because I feel like it was his tenure at Washington State was when, like this narrative, this this happy, this sort of like endearing narrative we have mm-hmm. of Mike Leach, mm-hmm. really is when it came to life. Because Texas Tech, uh, his era there was sort of pre-social media or early yep. social media, so it was really before things started going viral. But I say that. The end is when things started going viral, which was the whole situation with Adam James and the locked in the closet and the whatever. And his, you know, that really polarized that fan base because a lot of tech fans, even to today, are like, Leach should never have been fired, yada, yada, yada. 
But I think from a national perspective, it was kind of like you never really got to see the full personality of him. You knew he had this unique offense. You knew yep. he got more out of less. Uh, and you knew he was a good football coach. And I think if you were a Tech fan and close to that fan base, you were exposed to the personality that is Mike Leach. But I really think that era at Washington State, man, that's like when like a lot of his funny stuff and his yeah. personality really started to come out. And um, anyways, took that to Mississippi State, um, you know, and and – you know, I hope I hope that his family and everyone will be okay, man. I, I just can't imagine what what they're all going through right now. Yeah, that's that's a tough one, man. But completely an innovator. Um, mm. I think, like you said, that Washington State tenure was great. I mean, right up there and wherever the Pacific Northwest at a school that nobody's paying attention to, and he made it very entertaining. I mean, you know, the Gard- the Gardner Minshew era. Yep. <laughs> he went from. Yep. Nobody to now, you know, I don't know if he's still in the league, but in the league and, um, yeah, you know, the quotes and I mean, but the genius who he was on the football field was amazing, but it was cool. Like I even read the story, this guy tweeted the story about when he was at tech, um, he went with his dad, this, this, he's a reporter now, but he went to Mm. tech or something with his dad and, um, to watch practices and, you know, the guy, his dad reached out, Hey Mike, how's it going? And Mike talked to him and. The guy was getting in the in the in the car, and, and he goes, "Mike, you want to ride back to the facility?" And he's like, "Yeah." So he goes, like, Mike Leach gets in the car and uh, starts talking about, you know, you know, just kind of starts talking football, but transitions to like, "So where do you guys live, man? You know, we live in an apartment. An apartment mm. complex is the best place to raise a kid. You know, you got the pool, you got the tennis courts, you got, you know, you have the, you know the the mixture of families. Like he, you know, typical like this leech rant for like an hour yeah. why you should raise your family in in a in an apartment complex. And uh, after end of he's like, all right, well, you know, I got to go back to work. So fast forward like two decades, the guy is now a reporter and he's like talking to Leach and he goes, Leach mm. just goes on this tangent about why I should raise my family in an apartment complex again. <laughs> He's like, you know, so he starts talking to me for like 30 minutes about like, oh, he said, I told him I lived in like Norman or something right. or wherever they were at the time. And he was like, yeah, you know, I used to live in this apartment over there. Let me tell you why apartment complexes are the best place to raise a kid. And uh, at the end of it, the guy goes, um, you know, he goes, oh, man, he goes, well, thank you. He goes, you know, you shared the same story with my dad like two decades ago. Wow. And he said, Mike Leach goes, yeah, I know. And he goes, you know, I'm thinking like, sure, you know, no one remembers. Yeah. And he yeah. goes, as Mike's walking off, he turns back around and he goes, Tell your dad thanks for the ride again. Um, and he was like, it was just like a cool, just, full yeah, circle moment, you, you know. And then also saw this funny story about, I think he, was he like an assistant at Texas or OU, whenever. OU, he was yeah, at OU. Yeah, OU. And he, um, so there's a story that's going around like at the Red River um, shootout that one year Mike drops a fake uh, play, play call card. sheet in the, yeah. in, the, in the tunnel and they pick yeah. it up. So it's been cool to like yeah. – hear all the Mike Leach stories um, where you're just like, man, you know, great football guy, but sounds like a character off the field. Um, and it's uh, just a cool way, you know, just to honor who he was. Because, you know, he's always been kind of polarizing. There's been some guys yeah. who, oh, yeah. Yeah. like the recent transfer that just came out that said Mike Leach said I wasn't tough enough, which yeah. I'm like, eh, sounds like Leach probably, like, yeah. you know. Um, but obviously there's been a big impact on lives. He's changed and who's affected and I mean, some of those great years, man, that he had at Tech. Obviously, I remember because I lived in Texas at the time, but then mm-hmm. to see what he did at Wazoo and to come down to Mississippi State, man. And I think it's that's really cool, man, to get to go out with an Egg Bowl victory and, yeah. you know, kind of 
as best as you can kind of drive off in the sunset on your way out. So, you know, kudos to Mike Leach. Well, and I think, um, first off, like any football coach, any leader, right? There's always going to be people that, that can't stand you type deal. Uh, right. or, or don't like you or whatever. That's just part of being in that type of position. But right. I was thinking about this, man. Um, and it's, it's something that probably wouldn't have been in discussions until after he retired, um, had, had it not been for his, his passing. But, um, I kind of liken him and his influence on the game to like, uh, a Bill Walsh. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at Bill Walsh, and maybe I should say like the Bill Walsh of like you and I's generation. Yeah. Because, you know, Bill Walsh develops this West Coast offense, takes the NFL by storm in the 80s, and then next thing you know, it's like all over, you know, the NFL. Like its its fingerprints are all over with like guys like Holmgren, Shanahan, mm-hmm. um, uh, 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 who was, who was the guy, uh, Andy Reed, um, even I'll say McCarthy, even though he's probably a few layers down, but I'm just thinking like, there's so many coaches yeah. that like went on to become successful head coaches yep, that yep. were somehow connected to him. And I think if you look at the college football landscape now and who some of the top coaches are and who are considered some of the top quarterback developers, like they're all leech guys. Yeah, it's crazy. Now, some have taken it and developed it to their own, made it their own and and, and and put in their wrinkles and things like that. But that's how it's supposed to happen. And so I think if you look at the impact he's had on the game of football at large, you start seeing air raid principles in the NFL as well. Yep. I mean, I, I just I, I don't think you can you can stress how significant like he was to the game. And that's why I put yeah, a guy sure. like Bill Walsh, because I think when you think of like Mount Rushmore of coaches who impacted the game you definitely put bill walsh up there and um man I, especially in the college landscape i mean from 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 coaches and things of that nature yeah you got leech but um anyways so so um this is bowl mania but there was one other break oh yeah bro uh got down in austin beard yes chris beard hmm I do not see how he survives this after reading the police report. I'm not going to sit here and speculate. I'm not going to sit here and talk in depth about it because I don't like talking about things. I don't have a full scope of or all the information on. And you and I, we're not reporters. So we're basically just commenting on what is already out there. Um, It's bad. And uh, you know, there was some stuff floating around yesterday several different things like one story was oh he choked out his sister's boyfriend that put his hands on her and then there was a oh some were saying oh, or, or it was his fiance well the police report came out and according to that right which mm-hmm. i believe is still all alleged but according to that police report it was it it got pretty heated and nasty between him and his fiance mm-hmm. and um he was arrested he's charged with felony he is out now uh, I guess on bail, but I he's suspended indefinitely without pay yeah. currently. I'm yeah. sure they're going to let the legal process play out, but I'm sitting here going, we shouldn't be talking about whether or not he keeps his job. It's whether or not he keeps from going to jail. To jail. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate it's the world of sports, man. Like, 
it can get you out of some stuff that you naturally mm. probably if you were anybody regular you wouldn't get out of it. Um man, I, I think, you know, and this is all speculation. I don't know Chris Beard, you know, we I don't know everything that went down in that situation or whatever, but I think, man, universities, and we talked about this last week, I think, mm-hmm. man, they have to do such a better job at this, like, character test, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you just have to do a really, really thorough investigation on the character of the person. You know, because it's like, I'm not saying you go this deep, but I got a friend that uh trying to be a, a Secret Service agent. Bro, you know how far back the government goes and calls people like call like your fifth grade teacher um, just to see. And it was funny, like when this news broke, I I, I actually caught a TikTok by a former Michigan State basketball woman's basketball coach. And she was saying like she does this thing called a character test where like she goes to a game where she knows it's going to be a blowout. She knows where, you know, the kid's not going to play a full four quarters. And she's like, mm-hmm. I'm watching how they warm up. I'm watching where they sit on the bench. I'm watching how they interact with their teammates. I'm watching how they interact with the coach. I'm watching what they do after the game, like with their family, because we're going to be a family once you get here. And, you know, culture matters. And I Mm. think, you know, as much as coaches do with that, because we know they do it with athletes, you know, like, you know, if there's a kid who got into some legal issues, it's, hey, let me talk to his pastor or let me talk to the coach. Like, let me – you know, Michigan has a guy like that on their team right now. You know, he transferred from Bama to, to UT Chattanooga. And Biff Pogey, who was, who's the new head coach at Charlotte, coached him in high school and vouched for him. Like, ah, you know, that stuff at Bama it was a little immature. He was 17 years old. You know, but we do that as coaches. Like, as coaches, they do that. But my thing is, like, do these institutions really take it that seriously or are they only concerned about wins and losses? Um, mm. And that's why I really get frustrated with the – amateur part of college sports you know it's it's like you know we let's just call it what it is it's 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 about money because if it's about these young men I think you take really serious who you and I'm not saying anything about Chris Beard I don't know the guy I'm just I'm just going off the basic police report and what we heard was going on Mm -hmm. but man I think these institutions have to do a way better job about character with who they're putting in front of their young I mean, obviously we know there's a big hiring a couple weeks ago that we're kind of like, I mean, good football coach, but mm, like yeah. has they, you know, where's where's the character at on it, you know? Right. And right. I, I think that's just kind of where I'm at, somebody that was a college athlete, that's somebody that mentors some of these guys coming up. And then obviously, you know, as a parent myself is, you know, I, as I'm trusting my kid with you. So mm-hmm. what are you teaching them? Do you just see them as an object? But are you are you are you mentoring them? Are you loving them? Are you encouraging them? Are you correcting them the right way? And are you the type of person? It's what I tell my daughter all the time, you know, as she's navigating finding friends in her life. I'm like, you judge a, a person by their fruit. And this is what mm-hmm. I'll say. Like, and, and I once again, I don't know him. But this couldn't be this is like the tip of the spear. Mm-hmm. But there had to be you don't just go from being like super calm to exploding on something like the writing at some point had to be on the wall in my opinion well and to your point i think in addition to the background checks right and character checks there's also a hold on my mic's messing up on me can you hear me yep yeah i think that there has to be that that continued character education and development and accountability because that's what i was thinking as you just alluded to there at the end is 
we may never know, but what if just in his tenure in Austin, there have been small things, right? Mm -hmm. Little things that, that have surfaced like, wow, maybe, maybe he needs some help in this Mm -hmm. area, but because he's winning, because he brings in this pedigree Mm -hmm. and we're paying him millions of dollars. uh, And a lot of times for people, you never know, like you, you start getting that kind of money you start letting all these little things slide, and the next yep. thing you know, you're untouchable. Whereas I'm sure yesterday, as it should have been, was a big wake up call for him. Like, whoa, yeah. wait a minute, I yeah. may be living in this realm that you know only one percent of people in this country live in, less than, but yeah. I- I'm still accountable, just as accountable as the next guy if I choose mm-hmm. to behave in this way. So I don't know, man. There was also another deal that. I guess he said he's got a cell phone recording that would like prove that he wasn't the aggressor or something along that lines. And when they asked him if they could see it or hear it, he said, no. So it's like, I don't, I I don't know what to make of that. I'll kind of be following this story. Same. Um, Again, I hope the, 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 the person that was involved, you know, and then you even think about, we never really commented on it, but a similar situation with old boy at Nebraska, Mickey Joseph. And it's like, you, you wonder, okay, where was this just literally a snapshot? Like it was Mm -hmm. just a horrible moment Mm -hmm. that that is inexcusable, but a horrible Mm -hmm. moment. Or were there things leading up to it that if someone would have just paid attention, intervened and got them the help and support that they needed, not shied away from it because yeah. oh they're the head man they win they're million they're making million I mean and I think and yeah every, that's an institutional thing every institution should literally hire a character coach absolutely that has no allegiance to your university it's I mean I think about it even in my current job like and you know we talk about Corey like I we had lunch a couple of weeks ago and it wasn't mm. I was doing anything bad he was just like hey I've kind of noticed some things like what do you think about that. And I was like, oh, no, you're spot on. Like, yeah, I need I you're right. I could probably tighten that up a little bit. And it wasn't like I was doing anything detrimental to my life. It was right, just right. Hey, I've noticed this. Just, you know, what do you think? And I was like, ah, OK, you're right. I, I probably need to tighten that up a little bit over here so that doesn't become a bigger, right. bigger thing years down the road. Um, I think every like I think that every institution should have a character coach like your whole objective is just to watch and then to be like, hey. Like, no one's above you. Like, you only answer to one person, probably. Um, or you right. come in as a consultant where you don't answer to anybody. Right. And it's like, hey, coach, like, regardless, I'm getting paid. So you have no leverage over me. But this is what I'm noticing. Just Here's as what an I'm observer. Reporting. Here's yeah. what I'm reporting. And, you, you know, that person should give reports to the AD mm-hmm. and whomever else is in there to kind of keep. I think, you know, that's another layer that these you – know, don't get me wrong, athletic departments are doing a great job with mental health and all these other things that are going on, but I think there's never been accountability for the coaching staff. Mm. Um, I think they need, I mean, because that's a highly stressful job. No yep. excuses for anybody, but, man, if you're making that much money to coach college sports, oh, it comes with pressure, and mm-hmm. it comes with pressure. 99% of us will never know what comes with being under that type of spotlight. Right. So what are you doing to protect that person from themselves? Because yeah. everybody has yeah. something. But, so what are you putting in place to protect that person for themselves? Because so one thing I tell all my interns and all the young guys coming up that want influence and all, I go, mm-hmm. man, these lights will kill you, dude. 
I've yeah. seen it even in the church world. We've seen it, man. It's mm-hmm. these lights will get you the fame, the influence, the stage. It can burn you and it can kill you quick. So quick. What is in place to prevent you from from yourself? Right. Because we are human at the end of the day. So I think that's a I think every athletic department should have some sort of something to keep these guys in place where you know, it just keeps them from going off the rails and obviously gives them some person to talk to, you know, because that's the one thing we don't see is, you know, they probably don't feel like they have anybody to talk to about these things and they're just trying to navigate all the stuff that comes with the pressure of their world. So mm-hmm. hopefully it all works out. Hopefully. Well, all right, let's get to some bowl games. I figured in honor of Coach Leach um, and the spirit of Coach Leach, because bowl season is just so horrible now, and it's just bad football or it's it's maybe not bad but like underdeveloped football because it's a lot of times guys who hadn't gotten any run all year long are now Mm. having to play in the bowl game so it's good for a developmental standpoint but as far as it's almost in some cases like week zero all over again for some of them because none of the guys have been playing so with that being said for a lot of these games, I might just go with what mascot I think would win in a battle, <laughs> similar to the the, the viral Pac-12 mascot battle royal that Leach commented on. Yeah. Um, some of these I, I have a feel, a gut feel on, and some of them, man, at least until we get to the CFP, I'm just going straight. I'm going straight uh, mascot-based. But all right, so it kicks off Friday morning. Uh, the Miami, Ohio Red Hawks versus the UAB Blazers. Uh, I mean, the Blazers, basically a dragon that spits fire. I'm taking that over a Red Hawk, so I'm going UAB. Man, I'm going MAC action. Miami, Ohio is always one of the top MAC schools in the country. Get a lot of low-hanging fruit that Ohio State and some of these guys in the Midwest don't Get, uh, pull in and uh, man, I had a friend that went to uh Miami, Ohio, Dustin Cass. So okay. I'm gonna definitely um, I'm gonna go, I'm going and I'm a I'm a Michigan guy, and I know a lot of guys actually went to Miami. You know, it's right yeah, there. Yeah. So I'm going Miami, Ohio, Mac schools. All right, and then a little bit later that same day, we got the Cure Bowl with the number 25 ranked UTSA Roadrunners versus the number 24 ranked Troy Trojans. Uh, kind of a 50-50 toss up type game. Who do you got? Come on, man. You know I'm going with them Texas boys, yes. man. UTSA, coach coach down there, man. He's doing a great job. Trailer. I saw that um they're 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 pumped, man. Their their quarterback's coming back for year like seven. Oh, <laughs> um, is he? Frank Harris yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. He's coming back for year seven. He announced it on Twitter wow. like a couple days ago, uh, before I went to Nashville. So yeah, I'm going down with Coach Trailer and, and them and them Texas boys, man. I love what he's doing down there. I'm man, I I say this. He's going to be a hot name next coaching cycle. Well, here's what I think. I think he's waiting on either Baylor or let me say it this way. I think he'll stay at UTSA if they if they really commit to like make some of the commitments. Program. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think there's some commitments he wants them to make, and if they'll make those, I think he would be a guy that would stay. And I, I could see him being like a Gary Patterson at TCU mm-hmm. where he sees them through their transition into bigger conferences and into bigger facilities and doing all that because he's an East Texas guy, and, like, yeah. he's already got a machine. I mean, they're 
as of right now, they're 23 and four, uh, and they're, you know, in, in the last two seasons. And if they win this bowl game, that'd be back to back 12 win seasons. And you got your quarterback coming back. Like that's insane. Um, but I also, man, I would love to see him somewhere like Baylor. I just yeah, think that he would crush, you know, depending on crush. what Aranda does, depending on if he sticks around, depending on, I mean, not that his seat is hot or anything, even though they didn't have the greatest season, but I mean, they are coming off a sugar bowl win and a big 12 championship. And, um, but his Aranda's name floats around when, when mm-hmm. bigger jobs open up. So I feel like there's another job out there. I mean, UT, I don't know that he would. I don't know if they would go for him at UT. I almost nah. feel like UT feels like they're that, that he's beneath them. That makes um, I agree. But I think he would, you know, obviously that might even be like his dream job. But who knows? So, yeah, I'm in on UTSA. Um, then we got Cincy and Louisville. Like, here's another game. Like, both of them are playing without their coach. I'm sure mm-hmm. there's opt-outs all across the board. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know, this Saturday at 10 a.m., like who really wants to coach or play in that game? <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, man, I, I, I naturally just want to pick Cincy. They play a good brand of football. They're tough. I just don't know. Louisville's been up and down all year. Um, yep. I'm going to go Cincinnati. Just I'm just going to go Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm going Cincy because I, I, I'll take a Bearcat over a Cardinal. Uh, then we got Jackson State and North Carolina Central. Last year, I was, yeah, Jackson State, prime, blah, 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 yep. blah. And then they end up getting smacked around the Georgia Dome. Uh, but I'm going to go Coach Prime and Jackson State again. Uh, totally different team. Yes. Um, I know there's there's him leaving and him publicly, you know, recruiting and doing what he's doing on social media at Colorado already. He's basically been... What I liked is he's basically transparently right before our eyes been like working two jobs. Like you see yep. him on Insta, he's getting off a plane in Boulder. Then the next one, he's in the meeting room at Jackson State. Uh, they just hired, they announced that. TC, uh, baby. Yeah, that he is he is going to be the head coach. I Happy think they finished what they started, man. I think yeah. they go 13-0. and If I'm not mistaken, I think 13 wins would be a school record. Mm. Um, I don't know if it would be an HBCU record, but I know for a fact or a SWAC record, but I know, I believe it would be a, a Jackson state record for, for wins in a season. Um, you know, so if they, if they show up and play and finish it, like it appears that they're going to do, I got them finishing 13 and 0. I believe, man, they're going to win. I think those boys from what we've seen, which coach prime has released, even on social media, yeah. they love coach prime. They want to send them out with a win. They probably got a bad taste in their mouth from last year's celebration bowl. Um, and then, Hey, if I'm a kid, I'm thinking like this, all eyes are going to be on this game with coach yeah. Prime's last game. I'm trying to ball out. If I think I'm gonna hit the transfer portal. So yeah. I think they're going to send them out. Right. I think it's going to set the momentum for TC, um, for coach TC and everybody going forward. So, yeah, I, I like Jackson State in that one, man. Send Coach Prime on a high note. And even if I was so scorned that Dion was leaving, if I was a player, I'm going, man, I want that 13 and 0 ring. Like I right, want that right, history. Right, right, like right. I want like that's something that I'll have for the rest of my life. I don't want to let this temporary, you know, disappointment keep me from winning something that 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 could be history, historical. Yep. Uh, okay, we're going to go Oregon State and Florida playing in the Las Vegas Bowl. I'm going Oregon State. I don't think Florida – I think their quarterback's already not playing. I don't – I just 
I don't see them really showing up. And I, I think Oregon State has something to play for here. Yes. This could be a 10-win season for them, which yep. would be huge. Coach Jonathan Smith, like, I I think that they they are preparing and want to play this game like they want to win, whereas I think Florida's just going to kind of show up um, mm-hmm. straight out of the casino, possibly. So Yeah. I like I like the the Beavers, man, coming. Like you said, this is a big season for them. This is a potential – they win this game and how the cars play out, they could finish in the top 10 because um, mm-hmm. they're ranked number 14th in the country. So I think this is huge for Coach Smith, a big momentum shifter as going into the offseason as you're shifting that culture up in, the culture up in Corvallis. Um, yeah, I like I like Oregon State. And Florida's just been under, underwhelming. Didn't Anthony Richardson declare for the draft? Yeah. Um, yeah, so they got all the other stuff going on with Kit and the Sun. There's just a lot of stuff. They had a bunch of people transferring out of Florida. There's a lot going on down there in Gainesville. A lot going on. Uh, then we moved to that afternoon, the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Um, how does he have his own bowl? How does he have his own bowl? <laughs> well, we got Washington State and Fresno State, Bulldog versus the Cougar. I'm going Fresno for this reason. Again, they are one win away from a 10-win season. Um, I think at a program like that, that, that means something, and it's enough to get the players up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just, I mean, Washington State, they've been a, a, a sneaky good team this year. So I don't, I mean, I, I think this might actually be a pretty good game. Yeah, I'm going to be watching it. But I'm going Washington State, man. Cam Ward, mm-hmm. out of Incarnate Word. I mean, he's quietly put up a very, very good season at Washington State. I mean, yeah. he's one of the hottest guys in the portal last year. Yep. I'm a, I watched him play, was it when they played Oregon or whatever? It was a late mm-hmm. night Pac-12 game, and he looked really good, man. So, um, I like Washington State uh, to to go ahead and take that win. They should have beat Oregon, actually. They um, should have. Now we got the Lending Tree Bowl, Rice and Southern Miss. Don't care. I, I can't think of a game I could care less about, but I'm going <laughs> to go with the Southwest Conference. Those of you that watch us on YouTube, you see in the back, I got my little Southwest Conference hat rack back there, which Rice is on. Uh and we have Malcolm Hill on yes, sir. as our first guest ever, former Rice U alum. I'm going Rice. H-Town all the way, man, going to Rice University. All right, let's keep it moving. We've got the New Mexico Bowl, SMU versus BYU. Uh, I'm going SMU for this reason. Not just because they're Southwest, but when they were in the Southwest Conference, they played BYU in the 1980 Holiday Bowl, which I'm sure all of our listeners remember back <laughs> 1980. But SMU, this was like Pony Express days as well, mm-hmm. uh, early Pony Express days. Uh, uh, I think they were up 20 points with four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And Jim McMahon, former Chicago Bear, Super Bowl Shuffle, mm-hmm. Walter Payton, 85 Bears, Led a 21-point comeback in the last four minutes for BYU in that Holiday Bowl. And that was kind of in the early days of the Holiday Bowl when it was still kind of trying to establish itself. And it's actually gone down as one of the greatest college football games in the history of college football. But it also helped put the Holiday Bowl on the map. I think that that here we are, what, 90, 2000, 2010, 42 years later, I think SMU gets its revenge and beats the BYU Cougars who are headed to the Big 12. Um, but this 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 could be a good game as well. Yeah, I'm going to take SMU. Um, 
I'm going to just take us on you. You've kind of said it all. <laughs> Uh, Frisco Bowl. We've got the mean the green. Bowl, man. Yeah, the hometown. Wait, shout bowl. out to Frisco, man. We've you've been there longer than I was, but to see that it's now the home of a bowl game, the FCS national championship. Yeah. Wow. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing to see the growth. Yeah. Um. So North Texas and Boise. I'm going Boise. I can't. I just. I don't know North Texas. They're coachless. They're I just yeah. I'm with you. They lost their coach. I like Boise. Boise is always even after the Peterson era. They've always been a pretty standard good team. Um, I was actually thinking about that whole North Texas thing again today. Like, man, who can they hire? Yeah. Um, because I thought about all the kids that even came out of Frisco that went there: Carlos Harris and mm-hmm. T- Turner Smiley and. All those guys that, like you said, you know, you get a bunch of those kids up that pipeline, man. They they could very well win the Conference USA title every year. Well, and they got Jalen Guyton, who was an Allen, like, four or five star that went to Notre Dame and mm-hmm. then transferred back. I mean, I'm saying, like, it's not just the ones out of high school. It's all yep. the kids that go off to the A&Ms, the Texas, the yep. OUs, the wherever, and then hit the portal. Bring them home. Like Bring it's basically home. what Dykes Sonny did Dykes at SMU. Uh, okay, Myrtle Beach Bowl. We've got Marshall and UConn. Uh, UConn is hot on fire right now in basketball. Uh, I've been talking about it. I don't remember if I said anything on the pod uh, earlier this season. I think I might have uh, during the uh, Maui tournament. Uh, episode mm-hmm. not that we just talked about that but when we i think i mentioned <clears> that but i definitely got a text message receipt that said uconn is the real deal long before uh they went on the run that they're on uh with uh hurley i think dan hurley yeah uh not bobby but the brother older brother uh he's got those boys playing so what does that have to do with this bowl game absolutely nothing but i am picking uconn to win it we're going to fighting Jim Morris, man. I've actually kept tabs on them this year because Michigan played them. Um, oh, okay. Michigan played them, and, man, they've gotten better and better by each week. They're a very young team. Um, their quarterback was a true freshman out of St. Aquinas oh. um, last year. So big-time player from a big-time program um, that looked actually pretty good Like as the season's gone along. They're very young, but I feel like Jim Morris is going to have those boys ready to go, and uh, UConn's going to get the dub. Okay, next, the Idaho, famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Uh, Eastern Michigan, the Eagles versus the San Jose Spartans. Hmm. Do I want a Spartan or I want an Eagle? I'm going to go Spartan. I think a Spartan wins that mascot battle. I also uh, prefer the West Coast. Um, so, yeah, I'm going San Jose State in this for no other reason. I'm picking up my boys out of Ypsilanti, Michigan, man. Ypsilanti. Eastern Michigan. I can't. I think they're in Ipsy. Uh, yes. Yeah. They are. No, they they're are. In Ipsy. They're in Ipsy. Yeah. Yep. So, and I had a friend. Well, not a friend. A guy I looked up to used to play there. Ronald Platt right. played at Eastern Michigan back in the day from Birmingham Groves High School. So, I'm going to um go ahead and go with e- Eastern Michigan, man. I'm going to go ahead and go. Oh, maybe not. I think they just fired their coach. <laughs> They just fired it. Yeah. Oh, no. Was that Western? I don't know. I don't I'm think so. Eastern. They're eight and four. I don't think they would have fired him after well, eight and four. It might have been Western, even though they had a successful season. The AD was saying, like, with the playoff expansion, like, 
This is uh, a prime type of example where they're going to take two group of five schools potentially to kind of get in, even though we know they're going to take one one group of five. Right. But it was Western then. It had to be Western. Okay. So I'm going to go with Eastern Michigan, man. Um. Okay. What's next? Uh, Liberty the roof, versus Toledo. Roofclaim.com Boca, Boca Raton. Raton Bowl. That's a nice bowl. Liberty Toledo. I'm going Toledo just because I don't know what Liberty team is going to show up without Hugh Freeze. And honestly, I mean, they didn't even have as great of a season as it seemed like they were having when all the Hugh Freeze hype was coming down. So Yeah, I'm going Toledo. Toledo. Uh RNL Carriers, New Orleans Bowl, Western Kentucky, and South Alabama. Uh, I'm going to pick a Jaguar over a Hilltopper. Nolens, man. I'm going Western Kentucky, man. Air Raid. Saw what Bailey Zapp did in that system last year. Think yeah, but that, that be a dude left. Yeah, I know he's gone, but he's a, he's a Patriot now. But No, I'm talking about the coach. He's a, he's oh, he's a, gone? He's at Tech. Well, never mind then. The OC, uh, what's his name? I can't remember the offensive coordinator's name. You're right. I do remember. McGuire coached Kitty, him. Kitty yeah. or something like that. You're right. You're yeah, right. He's You're at right. Tech. Now, they may still run a similar system. I'm still going Western Kentucky, man. All right. Go for it. <laughs> uh, Baylor Air Force. Man, I really want to pick Baylor just because I, I you know, I've got a connection there. Southwest mm-hmm. Conference, it's a Texas team. But, man, I'm going Air Force. Shocking. Thought you were gonna go Baylor. I'm going Air Force too, man. I'm going Air Force. I've watched them play a couple times. That option It's just hard psh, to stop, man. It, it's hard to stop, man. So I'm I'm going with the Air Force, the Falcons. Okay, so let's see. And Baylor just fired their defensive court. I mean, they're kind of a little in gotta figure some stuff out. Independence Bowl, we got Houston and Louisiana. The Raging Cajuns and the Cougars. I'm going Houston. H Town represent Dana Holgerson. Do it for your mentor, baby. Yep, H-Town all day. No way Louisiana makes us a game. Um, Union Home Mortgage. Is it what, Gasparilla Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> like, have you ever seen the movie Basketball? Yes, a long time ago. It's an old movie, but what's... Uh, I know I'm taking like a pause break here. Like a praise break during church. But the opening scene of that movie... Is like a foreshadow or a prophecy to what we're currently living in. Because what they did was is they were heightening how advertising and endorsing and money was just taking over professional sports. And so like they they had like these crazy wild stadium names. Mm-hmm. But like what's funny is one of the stadium names like 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 teasing like taking it to the extreme would have been something like the union home mortgage Gasparilla stadium, <laughs> right? Like, like if you watch just the first five minutes of that movie, it's literally like what was meant to be an exaggeration of the truth yep. is literally what we're living in right now in 2022. But anyways, sorry, uh, wake forest and Mizzou, bro. I'm going wake forest all the way because did you hear about what Mizzou did? Well, they do. They didn't want to play Kansas in the bowl game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear that. Losers. Come on, man. Losers. Come so, on, man. Yeah, I'm going Wake Forest, man. The the Demon Deacons. Yeah. So, Wake Forest. Go Wake. Got Houston. Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. 
Man, you know what's weird? I used to love watching this game growing up. I think yeah. I think because like one of my Christmas Eve traditions was always go to my grandparents' house and this game would always be on. So mm-hmm. I just I don't know. Um but Middle Tennessee, San Diego State. Uh, I'm gonna roll with San Diego State. The fighting Brady hoax. Of course, man. I'm going to San Diego State. I always got love for Brady. I mean Aztec. He- I like an Aztec over a Blue Raider. I think an Aztec can get grimier if it if it came down to it. Yeah, man, I'm going. I'm going San Diego State. Brady Hoke's done a great job after leaving Michigan, going back there. So, um, New Mexico State. So the Quick Lane Bowl, New Mexico State Bowling Green Bowl. Uh, I couldn't care less. Uh, I'll go. I'm a fade. Whoever you pick, who do you pick? Um, Bowling Green, because they have less to travel. It's in Detroit. Okay, I'm going to New Mexico State. I'm going Bowling Green. Uh, is it the Camellia Bowl? Yeah, Camellia Bowl. Camellia Bowl. Buffalo Bulls and the Georgia Southern Eagles. Mm, where's this game played? Do we know? Cranton. Uh, playing in Montgomery, Alabama. Okay, I'm going to go Georgia Southern then. Same, man. Knew a kid from Kai, what's his last name? I can't remember. Played at Windermere Prep, watched him in high school. <clears throat> was originally at UNC, transferred down to Georgia Southern. I'm going to take him, take him down to Georgia Southern. Okay, first responders bowl, Memphis and Utah State. Uh, I don't know if Blake Anderson's still at Utah State. He's a really good coach. Uh, then Memphis just hasn't been the same since Norvell left. Uh, I'll go Utah State. Screw it. Hunter Reynolds, former walk-on, made the two-depth at Michigan, transferred to Utah State where he's a starter. Uh, I'm going Utah State fighting Aggies. Oh, okay. You know what? I'll go Memphis then just to keep – because I was going to pick I, – I picked Utah State because I thought you were going to pick Memphis. Mm-mm. I really don't know, to be honest. I I, could, I don't know, but I just know I would pick a tiger over an Aggie in a fight. So, all right, the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers <laughs> and the East Carolina Pirates in the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. Uh, even though they don't have a coach, I'm going Coastal Carolina to get that tenth win. Going Eastern Carolina, Coastal Carolina. Grayson McCall entered the transfer portal yesterday. Um, starting quarterback, so he's done. So I'm going Eastern Carolina. All right, next we've got the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Uh, Wisconsin, Oklahoma State. Finally, some Power 5 games. Yeah, some Power 5 games, but it may not look like it. Um, I don't know how much we've really talked about this, but so Fickle at, at Wisconsin hired Phil Longo, mm-hmm. who, who is an air raid an guy. An air raid guy. Yes. How, like mind-blowing is it going to be to watch the Wisconsin Badgers running the air raid offense? It feels like a sin. Like, well, it just it feels does. like you shouldn't be Bro. able to do that. I I, I don't understand it. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's his team. It's who what he wants to do. But it just does not like – I'm interested to see how the fans are going to react to it mm. because forever, Wisconsin is – my best versus your best in the trenches, line up. We're going to run the football 40, 50 times a game, try to run it off play action. And mm-hmm. we're going to, we, and they normally have a really good defense. Obviously, you know, they've had some down years these last couple of years. But, man, it's going to it's gonna be really weird. Um, 
I don't know how that's going to work, man. I mean, it's going to take him some some time to. I mean, well, maybe the transfer portal speeds things up, mm. but I still think it's going to take some time because that roster is purely built to run the football. Yeah, um, like we kind of got the reverse of that at Arkansas when we went from Petrino to Bielema, who mm-hmm. brought that style to Arkansas after Petrino had been running more of a sort of wide open pro style spread offense. And it was, man, Fickle's such a good coach. I believe he gets that defense right. And I don't know, man. I mean, who knows? They might start being able to get caliber athletes. They hadn't been able to get true. But then the balance of that is, are they really going to get that at Wisconsin or as part of why Wisconsin was successful doing what they did is because that, that was most suitable to their like recruiting strengths. But yeah. either way, whatever. I'm going to Oklahoma State. All right. Who, who do you got I'm, in that one? Uh, Braylon Allen should be playing that game for Wisconsin. So I'm going to go Wisconsin. Okay. We got the Military Bowl presented by Paraton. Yay. Uh, UCF and Duke. Uh, Elko in his first year over at Duke getting eight wins. And then you got Gus at UCF. Uh, another coach getting ready to enter the big 12 or another program. I should say getting ready to enter the big 12. You know, I was leaning UCF. I I think I'm going to go Duke. Really? Yeah. I think I'm going to go UCF, man. That's who I'm going to go with. Okay. Uh, then we got the AutoZone Liberty bowl. The Kansas Jayhawks and the Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, I would not advise this, but I am picking Arkansas because that's my squad, ride or die. Uh, But just know we do not have a defensive coordinator. Half of our team is in the transfer portal. Uh, I believe KJ Jefferson is set to play, though, because he is returning next year, and our running game is set to play. Don't know if we're going to have any linemen, but – I'm going Arkansas. I think we take care of business there. Yeah, I'm going to stick with y'all. Um, I think Kansas kind of lost some of the steam this year. Great year. Amazing year for Kansas. I like what, what they got going on down there, but I, I'm going to stick with Arkansas this year. They lost a lot of luster, though, as they got into the heart of their schedule. They Kansas did. did. They did. Um, but it's big for them. They're in a bowl game. Yep, that's huge. All right. Uh, here we go, man. We've got the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. <laughs> Say that five times fast. Uh, North Carolina and Oregon. Both teams lost their offensive coordinator. Yep. Uh, but you know you got Drake May on one side. Don't know if Bo Nix will even play on the other. Did he declare yet? Declare? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I heard I he's know. coming back. Oh, okay. So if he's playing... Man, I'm going Drake May. I'm going North Carolina on that one. I'm with you, man. I like Drake May. The dude has some gusto. Yeah. He's um the dude can straight up ball. He's carried the team on his back. I think he's gonna put him on his back again and go ahead and, and take care of business against Oregon, who just kinda caught a flat tire towards the end of the, yeah. the end of the year, man. Yeah. I also think, man, holiday ball, I bet that's a I'm gonna say that's a high scoring game. Yeah. Uh, now we got the tax tax act, Texas bowl, Texas tech and Ole Miss. Uh, I'll let you go on this one first. Tommy don't kill me, but I'm going to go McGuire and Texas tech, man. 
I love that pick. Um, but I, I just, I feel like Lane's got his quarterback. I think I say old. I'm going Ole Miss. I don't Go think Ole Texas Miss. Tech is going to be able to stop Ole Miss's running game. Yeah, but I don't think, and their tempo. So. But who knows? For all I know, all of Ole Miss's running backs are in the transfer portal right now. Right, right, right. No idea. All right, Bad Boy Mowers, Pinstripe Bowl, Syracuse and Minnesota. That's kind of in Syracuse's backyard, but it's not that far from Minnesota. Uh, Do we know if Ibrahim is playing? I don't know. I don't think he opted out. I haven't heard anything about it. All right, then I'm going to go with the Gophers. I'm going Dino. Had a yeah. good bounce back year. Yeah. Um, tough team. Very tough team. Um, took, should have beat was, Clemson. Should have beat Clemson. Took them to the wire. I mean, they got away from what they do well, which is run the football. <laughs> um, mm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm going with Syracuse, man. Okay. The Cheez-It Bowl. We got OU and Florida State. Bro, I'm going Florida State. They've got so much momentum right now, too. They They've do. Had, I don't know what the full details are, but I know they've had a big week. Uh, with portal and mm-hmm. and and recruiting this this past yeah. week, so oh oh Norvell is trying to turn that back, get them back to 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 being a special program. So yeah, and, I'm going Florida State, man. Jordan Travis is coming back. He announced yeah. he's coming back. This is going to kind of, I think I don't know. We'll see what happens through the rest of the off season. But this could really be that momentum pushing into the off season, especially with portal, especially with signing day them to kind of make some big splashes in the ACC next year. So, and man, what's going on at OU over there, man? I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Two different, yeah. two different directions going on with these programs. I'm going Tomahawk Chop. I'm going Florida State, man. The Seminoles. Okay, uh, I'm going now. We're Valero Alamo Bowl, the Longhorns and the Huskies, Texas and Washington. These two teams played a heck of a bowl game, I want to say, in like 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it one, one or two? And it was the Holiday Bowl. Man, it was it was wild. But, uh, bro, I'm going with the Huskies and Michael Penix Jr. He's coming back. Bro, he might be my, uh, he might be my Heisman pick as we get into next season. Kind of mm. like which I haven't really commented on yet, but uh, I was very pleased with the Heisman. I'm sure you were. <laughs> and, 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 and so was my wife as, as that the, the Heisman helped uh, provide the down payment for the new vehicle. I just bought my wife. So um, amen. Amen to that. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm going Washington, man. I think that, um, and I just, y'all know me, I'm not going to pick Texas. Yeah. We're not back. They're not back. I don't believe in the boys from Austin. And you know, if you go back to our season preview, Washington was my dark horse, all because of Michael Penix. Yep. Um, who is returning back next year? Yep. Um, so they had the potential to end the year with a win, be a top ten team going into next season. Got some good momentum. I love. Uh, that recruiting staff, Courtney Morgan, who came over from Michigan, who's mm. the reason why we had a big class last year, is now over there at UW with DeBoers, what he's doing over there in that program, man. Watch out for, for UW and these Huskies, man. I think they're building something special up there. So I like Michael Penix to take this one over uh, Texas. All right. Um, now we got Duke's Mayo Bowl. 
NC State and Maryland. I I, I don't know because I, I don't know, exactly. know what. Go for it. Devin Leary's opted out. He's in the transfer portal. He's not even playing for NC State. Uh, Mike Loxley, everything that got going on at up in uh, College Park, Maryland. Man, I, I'm taking Maryland. Man, they're a tough. They're a tough. They took Michigan to the wire. They took Ohio State to the wire. They were my dark horse. I mean, I didn't think they were going to win the Big Ten, but they were my dark horse if anybody was. Right. Supposed to win it. And, man, they're tough up front. They can run the football. Um, you know, they just have depth issues. But in uh, T- Talia Tungolovoa, mm-hmm. um, ooh, I, that's the best I've ever done. That was pretty, yeah, pretty um, Yo, I, I like what he's doing up there. I think Loxley has some good things going on. So I like Maryland over NC State. Okay, I'm going to speed it up because I just looked at how many more games we have. I'm going to ride with you on that. I'm going Maryland. Uh, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, Pitt and UCLA. I'm going UCLA. Let's get Chip Kelly his his 10th win, which I believe will be his first 10-win season at UCLA. And uh, don't know if DTR is playing or not. Don't care. I'm going UCLA. I'm going UCLA. DTR, Zach Charbonnet. I think they're both going to play um, okay. before they opt out for the draft, leave for the draft. Uh, this Gator Bowl actually is very interesting. This is going to be good. Notre Dame, South Carolina. I think these are two teams like kind of on the same trajectory. Yep. I think uh, where it was kind of like a, a, a prove it year for not for, for, I think for Shane Beamer, it was kind of like a, it was a season to show I got this thing moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Whereas for Marcus Freeman, it was his first season, but I think he had the show, especially after that, what, like 0 and 3 start? It was bad. So he's what eight and one since starting the season zero and three. I think this is going to be uh, a good game. Uh, I'm going with Notre Dame though. Mm. Marcus Freeman going with Beamer Ball boys down in South Carolina. Man, I think they're going to take care of business and go into the offseason strong. And their their new offensive coordinator is uh, they're about to get uh, Arkansas's tight end coach to come be their new offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of years in the NFL as an offensive coordinator, but they weren't that great. So anyway, yeah. Uh, Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, Ohio and Wyoming. Don't care. Don't uh, care. Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> Capital One Orange Bowl, Orange Bowl. I'm sure no one's gonna be playing in this. Uh, the DJ's gone. Club Nick will be starting. Hendon has ACL. So, you would think that would favor Clemson. Yeah, Joe Milton's actually playing for Tennessee, the former Michigan transfer. I don't know which Joe Milton's going to show up for Tennessee, mm. but I don't trust Club Nick at Clemson. I'm going with, with Tennessee, man. Tennessee, uh, I'll go Clemson. Let's see if Club Nick can have a coming out party. All-State Sugar Bowl, Alabama and Kansas State. I'm going to just jump out there right now and say I'm going Kansas State. Really? Yep, the CFP hangover. Bama don't ever come to play in these games. I'm going to go Bama, man. Bryce Young, his farewell, his swan song. I think he's going to go out with a dub. And he's playing? Yeah, he hasn't opted out yet. Okay. Well, I might regret my pick, but I'm going Kansas State. Uh, Trans Perfect Music City Bowl, Iowa, Kentucky. Who cares? Yeah, Kentucky. There we go. Kentucky. All right, I'm going to skip DCFP real quick to get through the real ReliaQuest Bowl, Mississippi State and Illinois. Um, man, you have to think if Mississippi State plays, like, 
They're gonna try to get one for Leach. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Bulldogs. Yeah, if if, if it wasn't the Mike Leach situation, I would have went Illinois. But with it being Mike Leach passing, I'm going Mississippi State. Uh, Cotton Bowl, which I will be at this game. Tulane and USC. I'm going with my Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams, and the USC Trojans. Should shake his hand, man, and show him the picture of your wife's new car. Thanks to him. <laughs> I'm going to USC, man. There's no way Tulane can make this a game, in my opinion. Yeah, unless USC just doesn't show up. Yep. Uh, Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. So Cheez-It's got, like, multiple things happening here. Uh, LSU and Purdue. I think I don't think Purdue keeps up with LSU. I'm going LSU. I'm going LSU. Uh, Rose Bowl, Penn State, and Utah. Ooh. Ah, I think this might be similar to last year. Uh, I'm going to go Utah. I'm going Utah, man. I'm going Utah. Just tougher. I think tougher team up front. I don't even yeah. know who's playing quarterback for Penn State. I don't know if Clifford's going to play this game or not, but I'm going Utah, man. Okay, let's get to the CFP now. So this is on New Year's Eve. We've got, uh, you know, the doubleheader. We got TCU Michigan starting things off, followed by Ohio State Georgia. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going Michigan and Georgia is what I'm doing, but Mm. I think, I feel like one of these games is going to be really close and I feel like the other one's going to be very anticlimactic. Like I I feel like this Michigan TCU game might be closer than it should be. And then this Ohio state Georgia game is going to be a snooze fest. What I would love though, is if we could have two, but just back to back thrillers. Yeah. But I'm going to put, I'm going to say we have a 14 and O versus 14 and O for the national championship. I agree. I think this TCU Michigan game is going to be a lot closer than people National pundits are kind of writing TCU off, and I'm like, Michigan normally has a little trouble with quarterbacks that can move and mm. move a little bit, that can shake, that are a little bit more mobile. Um, <clears throat> the big matchup is going to be Will Johnson, the true freshman All American at corner versus uh, is it Quentin Johnson, the big six four yes. receiver. That is going to be the big that because that's the thing that's given Michigan problems all year is big rangy wide receivers. Um, that's kind of giving them fits all year. So that's going to be the biggest. I think that's going to be the tell-all. Um, I, I like Michigan to win that game. Here's where I'm going to step out, man. Okay. I think Ohio State's going to beat Georgia. Jaron Prince is going to tweet me about this. I know. Oh, snap. And I'm, and I'm probably wrong. But I think, and I haven't watched a lot of Georgia this year. But, man, if there's anybody on paper that can just straight up come and compete with the dogs, that has the talent that can compete with them, it's it's Ohio State. And this is where I'm thinking you're giving them a month to get healthy. Trevion Henderson should be back. Myron Williams should be back. That'll help their running game. Um, I, I think Ohio State beats Georgia. And then this is where everybody's going to hate me. If Michigan and Ohio State play in the Natty again, I don't see Michigan beating them. Really? I don't. I don't. I've rewatched that game ten times. 
Dude, here's my thing. I've rewatched it ten times. It's we. This is what I'll say. Shout out to JJ for making that throw that shifted the momentum of the game. Ohio State for about two and a half to three quarters is actually in control. We just capitalize off major, major plays. Now I think I think mentally we are there. I just don't know if we can beat them twice in one season, man. Well, that's that's an interesting discussion. Unfortunately for me, I, I don't think we're even going to get to that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I just don't see Georgia losing in Atlanta to Ohio State. I don't think C.J. Stroud has just has that to beat them. I I really don't. Maybe a Justin Fields, you know, Ohio State Justin Fields when they had him that team against this team, but I'm just not seeing it, man. I think Georgia rolls, honestly. Maybe it's tight. Like, I think it's going to be similar to that Ohio State-Michigan game. Mm -hmm. But, like, I agree, though. Like, on paper, it's the team that should match up the best with them. They just don't have that dog in them. They don't have the dog in them. And you look at Kirby on one side, and you look at Ryan Day on the other side, and I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh, Georgia is about to run them out of the Georgia Dome, um, and then and then I believe Georgia repeats and they go I back to back. However, however, I do not think that game against Michigan is the cakewalk that it was a year ago. Um, no, tougher team, better team. There's even a part of me leaning towards Michigan, um. Can't do it mm. yet. We're still young in key areas. Mm. We're just not. It's what I said at the top of the season. I was running and re-listened to episode 34, which was our preview, which I called Michigan win the Big Ten, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I said this. I, said, I think we're good enough to win the Big Ten. I still think we're like two years removed from competing for, like really being able to go win a national title. Mm. I think we're still... Because Georgia's just elite across the board. I mean, they aren't what they aren't last year, but they just got key guy like Ringo and and that defensive. Like, they're just good in, in the right spots. I don't think we're quite there yet. Okay, here's – here's let me, let me put it this way. Here's what the Georgia-Michigan game this year would remind me of would be that Miami-Ohio State game in 22. 20, mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry. 2000, 2002, I, I think. Is when it was, or 2003, whatever year it was, the Maurice Claret year. Yep. Where on paper, it was like Miami, I mean, they were just flooded with first round talent. Yeah. Uh, they had speed all over the field at yep. every position. Ohio State was coming in as kind of this bruiser team that mm-hmm. had just kept winning, finding ways to win each week, staying true to their identity. Mm hmm. And it was like, okay, if they could just, if they could just hang around, they have maybe they got a shot. And even though Miami technically won that game, yes, <laughs> not for that totally late and delayed flag. I just think that that's what this game could be like, where all the chips are going to be on Georgia, all the NFL talent right there on Georgia, all the yeah. speed. You got this Michigan team coming in. That, that that has you know they've just they've won they've they found a way to win every game in front of them 
and they just can hang around because it would kind of be a similar. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of a similar matchup because people weren't really giving Ohio state a chance with that matchup until nope. the game started playing. And it was like, there were so many points where you were like, oh, okay, here we go. Miami's about to run away with it. And it's like, no, like Ohio state just, just, you know, they, they, they dug their heels in, they been, didn't break. And then in the end, they got the overtime victory. You know, they broke Miami and yeah. they got a very generous flag. They're yeah, very generous flag, but that's kind of what that matchup would remind me with. That's why I like, I'm so tempted to pick Michigan. I'm going to pick Michigan. Oh, I just, man, I, I just, con- I just convinced myself. I'm just not, I'm not even as a diehard fan. I'm not quite ready to do that. If we had Blake, I would feel a little bit better. And even then, I wouldn't have picked us to do that. But if Ohio State or if uh, Georgia man goes fifteen and zero back to back, that'd be amazing. It was funny too, and I'm I'm pretty much done after this. But so I watched the Heisman ceremony. I actually haven't sat and watched an entire Heisman ceremony probably in a, a couple years now, a few mm-hmm. years. Um, I watched it this year. Of course, I was distracted by my kids like crazy. But I caught a little piece of when they asked Stetson Bennett about what it took to be here. He was almost like, and look, this is kind of your typical thing to say, but he was like, I mean, yeah, you know, my uh, my teammates. Uh, <laughs> and I was just thinking to myself like, yeah, yeah exactly. Here, yeah. You know, not to take away from the kid. I mean, he's grinded. He's got a crazy cool story. story, tremendous story. Awesome car lot at the end of this. Car, car lot. I, I mean, I said, I go. I he could run for governor in twenty twenty six. Who's gonna beat him if they go back to back here? Right. Um Kirby, man, he's about to cement cement himself. Also like seeing former players like as head coaches of their mm-hmm. university. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I just I think that Michigan, Georgia could give us it, it gives me Ohio State Miami feels. That's a of, good, that's of, a good of analogy. That. Like if you remember like hindsight's always twenty twenty, so it's like what? No way! But if you, I'm telling you, if you can take yourself back to that like mm-hmm. season and going into that game, what mm-hmm. all the commentary was, what all the yep. discussions were, even what the gut feel was as a fan, it's like yeah, Miami's gonna. And you mm-hmm. were kind of cheering for Ohio State, maybe not if you were a Michigan fan, but if you're like Miami's been the dominant team in the country, yeah. they've kind of ran things for a while. Ohio State kind of, you know. This was their first time playing for a natty in I don't know how long. Yeah. And and you were kind of pulling for them a little bit because they were this underdog team. And that's kind of what the same sort of yeah. feel would be. And uh Jim Tressel, he he had really uh you know become a like a just a national uh I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is, but but feel good story with yeah. Youngstown guy, <laughs> took over Ohio State. Here you have Jim Harbaugh. And it'd be a great story. You got Jim Harbaugh, former Michigan player versus yep. Kirby, a former Georgia player. I, it makes for some good football, man. It makes for some good football. So, well. Now you've convinced me. It's going to be Michigan versus Georgia in the <laughs> final win. <laughs> the only thing I'll say that is the biggest X factor in that game is J.J. McCarthy. Yeah. Because he gives you something at quarterback that I don't know if Georgia really has. It's a kid that can both run and throw the football. You know who I think the X factor is in that game? Is going to be Michigan's defense. Yeah. Because here's what I think would happen. I think 
Georgia's defense stonewalls Michigan for like the first two or three drives. Mm-hmm. And if Michigan, I'm sorry, if yeah, if Michigan's defense can hang can, in there, can can just hang in there. Um, I, I think that's what's going to be the critical point. Like if Georgia jumps out though, like last year, what there's like tw- like you blinked and it yeah. was twenty one nothing. nothing. Um, I think if they can hang tight. Stop the run. Yeah. You know, put it on Stetson, even though he's got some weapons. Don't get he it does. twisted. Um, and he can move around a little bit too. But I think if if that's how they could maybe get an opportune turnover here mm-hmm. early. Um, I think I, I agree with that. Because even JJ said it this year. He goes, last year we were just like glad to be there. This yeah. year, he goes, all offseason we were like, we're going back. Yeah. Um, so shout out to that team. And they were like, we're going back to win a national. And even the reporter said at the Ohio State game, when it got to crunch time, Mikey Saren still was like, this is how we win national titles. We win this. We show up when it matters. And that's kind of been their onest all year. It's like, we're going back to win a natty. And then the furthermore, what JJ has always said is, because <clears throat> people have commented and said, What's, why do you guys feel like you kind of have a slow start sometimes? He goes, well, <clears throat> it was a very honest answer. He goes, you know, after about six weeks, everything's kind of on tape. So everybody's throwing their kitchen sink and their best at you for your first three, four drives as you're trying to figure out. He goes, that's why we've been so great after halftime. He goes, after halftime, we've seen everything that you're going to do, and then we make the proper adjustment. He's mm-hmm. like, we never been from our game plan. Our game plan, our game plan is our game plan. Because that's they asked him about Ohio State. He was like, no, our game plan was our game plan. He's like, we just knew for the first three, four drives, they're going to throw everything they can. And he goes, and we knew if we could get to halftime with it just being close, we have enough confidence in ourselves and our coaching staff that we're going to make the proper adjustments because we've seen everything that you can do. And, um, man, now you guys actually kind of got me believing, like, if they can keep it close against George. Yeah, I'm not could. saying they'll beat them. <clears throat> but if they keep it close, like you said, if the defense can maybe hold them to 10. I think the Ohio State model is the best. If you can hold Georgia to 14 to 17 points in the first half, and Michigan's, you know, maybe if the score's fourteen ten or seventeen ten, I'm like, okay, I, I will have some hope. Like the game has to be within one score going into halftime for me to be like, all right, there's a chance. I think they can. I think there's a chance to do this. So, we'll yeah, see. I mean, it's 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 definitely would be an upset, but I, I'm saying like, I just can't, I can't come off of that. Um, I can't come off of that that Ohio State, yeah, Miami, um. Um, even from the quarterback matchup, like what, what was it, Craig Krenzel and Craig Ken Krenzel Dorsey? versus Ken Dorsey? You know what I mean? Like nobody, it was it was all the talent that Miami had, but then it was like Ohio State had a had a had a very strong run game, and they had a defense that just mm-hmm. held the line just mm-hmm. enough. Um, and that's kind of Michigan's identity, you know what yeah. I mean? And and um, I, I want to say. No, I'm not. I can't. There's that's the big, best comparison I could come up that's with. That's a good. That's a good comparison. And then, and then getting back to Ohio State, Georgia. I just one. I don't think CJ Stroud beats Georgia in a yeah. game of that magnitude. I just don't see him winning a game of that magnitude. He has not shown that. Okay, look. What's his staple win be? He won the Rose Bowl against Utah. Like, yeah, true. Okay, but I mean, come on. Like that's like you're at Ohio State and your biggest. Like is that I'm not I don't want I don't want to belittle it but I'm saying when, yeah. when when the season's been on the line he has not been at his best true 
And here's another thing we talk about on paper. Georgia has seen Ohio State's offense when they saw, not their offense, but they've seen, like, when they played Tennessee, Mm -hmm. when Tennessee's offense was at full strength with Hendon Hooker, okay, like, that's a comparable, not saying their scheme, not saying right. their, but I'm just saying for a talent for talent, I mean, you could compare that Tennessee offense to mm-hmm. this Ohio State offense at full strength. And I would even argue that Hendon Hooker um, gives them a better shot. He's a little bit better. Yeah. Like I, I would say if you put Hendon Hooker on Ohio State right now, like a healthy Hendon Hooker. It's dangerous. Um, now, now, the others, but to the, the other side of that, Ohio State has not seen a defense like Georgia. No. They hadn't seen that speed. They haven't seen that front. They have none of that. And that's where, you know, a game like this, when when your talent for talent is very close, Mm -hmm. it's who's bringing more dogs to the fight. Yep. And the, the, the reality is, starting with the head coach on down, that's Georgia. Karen. I re- I recant my statement. <laughs> Georgia Michigan for the final. <laughs> now the difference is with Michigan is Michigan it's their style, it's how they play. They are a gritty team. They I mean I don't know. I don't know. Let's just see how it all plays out. See how it all plays out. All right, Blue Bloods, well it's been a great episode and enjoy your week. We'll be back next week. Well, well we'll be back at some point. Oh, think, oh, that's right. I just yeah. don't know. I mean, we like we may not be back till after the CFP. Maybe we'll come back before, before the, natty. The, the natty. Yeah, and then and then and then after that, it'll be episode fifty. Hopefully so maybe I'm we'll see y'all after the natty to the victors. That would be the best episode fifty ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, y'all. Until college, next time, man. Peace. College football. I love March Madness.